Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hi guys, it's episode 8 of the Obi-Wan podcast made possible by Betwinner. We've had a little hiatus over the festive period. We have allowed Jose Mourinho, for goodness sake, to pick up a bit of traction. Not that it needed any help. The special one has knocked it out the park as we suspected it would. But we're back, Johnny. We're back in our studio and we've got Victor Boniface on the way. A little bit on him in just a moment, but great to see you, my friend. Owen. Great to see you too, mate. How was the Christmas? I love your outfits. A lot of people do on our YouTube channel as well. You are rocking. For me, this is your best outfit is it season so really far. you've got the high tops you're looking you're, you know thanks you're for that like, you're looking like a professional footballer tonight john i probably say the same with you mate no, no. I, I, I probably say this is your best t-shirt i've seen you know it's got this, dior there mate is that dior this is karama in dubai if anyone yeah. knows where that is you know you weren't the, the designers you weren't the designers it's got the dior on with a tommy hilfiger socks i don't think i've not noticed them either john you're looking resplendent as what you are uh, Mourinho, quick word on him. What an episode. What an it's episode. It's gone absolutely bananas. We've got TalkSport jealous of us. Yep. I know Jim White was having a bit of a pop. <laughs> Jim, if you're watching, I know exactly what you're getting at. It's, it's you, John. It's you. You've got friends in high places. Oh, well, uh, yeah, it's been amazing, like you said. I mean, Mourinho's episode is, oh. like we suspected, it's, you know, uh, it's not like we needed it. We knew what we were getting. Uh, Incredible. You know, box office, uh, as always, that's what it is. And, 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 and he gave us everything we needed. Uh, and it's been doing, you know, it's been doing great. Great and everybody loves it. I mean, my phone has been going off about, you know, how everybody loves it and how he came across you know, so well. He came across so well and he gave us everything. He spoke so well. He told us everything we needed. He went really, you know, deep insight of so many things that we didn't know about, uh, which was really, which was really good. And a lot of my friends who have listened and watched the podcast, they're all asking, is that the real Josie? Was that the real Josie? That is that that is the more mature Jose right now. I mean, it was when he was a younger Jose, like you said. <laughs> he was yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, like I said, he, like I said, like John Terry said, like a few of my colleagues were always, ex-colleagues will always say, he's the only guy that when you see him, it still gives us, you know, we still get never seeing him because we know what, you know, what we went, what we went through with him. But it was just for, for the, for, for our own good yeah. to make us to, 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 cause he knows we have it in there. To, you know, have to improve. You have to play a bit. You have to, but the way he got it out of us was a total different, different way compared to what yeah. the kids right now go through. And like you said, if he's done that to the kids right now, he'd probably be in jail. Incredible. Probably locked that's, up that's, by now. Yeah, that's what he said. Yeah. Great respect between you both as well. He was fun. If you haven't watched that episode seven of the Josie Mourinho podcast, you can get it in all your usual podcast platforms. You can just watch it as well yeah. on our YouTube channel. From the special one to a special one of sorts. Yeah. Victor Boniface is our special guest. We're waiting for him to join this podcast. 16 games in the Bundesliga this season, 10 goals, seven assists, five games in the Europa League, four goals, four goals. assists, I believe. 23 years of age. This boy is, I know Victor Osime, and Nigeria yeah. goes yeah. gaga for him. Yeah. Victor Boniface is, what a talent. Uh, what a talent is. I mean, I think, like you said, everybody's going gaga about uh, Victor, Victor Simen, and obviously, rightly so, he's, he's done really well. He's been playing really well for the past couple of seasons. Uh, but Boniface is somebody, it's another young kid coming out of the block that people need to know who this kid is. Yeah. He's special. You know, he's a complete striker. He still has a lot of room to improve, but he will become a complete, complete striker, you know, in the next couple of years. He's got the physique, he's quick, he's, you know, he's good on the ball, technically very good. Uh, and it's difficult to see strikers uh, that are that big, uh, you know, that is that physically big and, and strong and powerful and then good on the ball as well. Yeah. Like we've just mentioned, touched on that, his assist as well, not just scoring goals, his assist. Um, and that's something that I think that will make this kid really special, yeah. really, really Really special and I can't wait to, to, to see what his journey is going to be in the next two three years. This is Mikel B, former Super Eagles and Chelsea midfielder, urging you all to sign up with Betwinner. Betwinner is a platform that offers sports betting, casino and games. Also, you stand the chance in getting up to 200% bonus on registration. Remember to bet responsibly. Victor Boniface, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on the Obi One podcast, made possible by Bet Winner. You are one of the hottest striking talents on the planet, and I say that to embarrass you, but it's true. Ten goals, seven assists in 16 Bundesliga games this season. A remarkable start to life at Bayer Leverkusen. Before we get into that, though, I want you to tell me about the man who is sitting <laughs> to my right. Victor Ossime called this man a legend. <laughs> is he a legend in your household? Yeah, of course. It's a, it's a living legend in Nigeria. It's a big every every football every young football player respect this man. He's a legend. He represents the country so good. So he's he's one of the biggest legends we have here in Nigeria. How much have you paid him to say that, John? Paid him a lot of money to say that. <laughs> <laughs> and it's only right. I've got to ask you, John. You're aware of this young boy. He's burst on the scene this season. Of course, he, well, he did so last season. Top goal scorer of the Europa League this season with Bayer Leverkusen. How impressed have you been with Victor? Uh, he reminds me of a certain striker. He's complete, complete striker when you watch him play. He scores goals. He's good on the ball. Very te technically, very good. Yeah. Uh, holds up the ball. And also quick as well, which is something you need from a striker. So, I mean, he's doing really well. Uh, and all I have to say is that, you know, the sky will be your limit if you continue playing like this and keep, you know, working hard. Um, I'm pretty sure you'll you'll do well in the Nations Cup and bring the trophy back home. 
Oh, no pressure, Victor. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks a lot. I really appreciate it. Let's talk about this season in Germany with Bayer Leverkusen. You guys are everyone's second favourite team, Victor. The football that Xabi Alonso has you guys playing, it must be a real treat for you to play in a team that plays such attacking football. Yeah, yeah, of course, it's a good feeling when you play against some good coach like Zabi, you know. He's the type of coach that wants to keep the possession and the playing style. And myself, before coming to, to this team, I played against them last season in the Europa League. So when, when we played against them back then when I was in Union, I know they are a really good team. So when they came, they want me, then I, I know this is like a perfect team for me, you know. When I, and they brought in good player, experienced player like Granit in the team also. So the team is uh, compiled of like young young football players like which are determined. And to have a coach like Xavi, you know, great guy, great coach, football agent, play them, play with top um, coaches in this time. So I'm really happy I'm part of this team and we see what what, what it leads us to. It's interesting you say when Bayer Leverkusen came calling, were there a lot of clubs in the summer you know, I look, Victor, the, the the exploits. You were the joint top goal scorer in the Europa League. Were there a lot of clubs chasing your signature in the summer? Yeah, yeah, of course. There's some team in um, couple of team in Germany, couple of team in France, couple of team in England also. But I I, I choose um, Leverkusen because of the way they play, and I think during then I think it fit my the way I play also. So that's why. Xabi Alonso, John, you played against them. I mean, as a manager. He's proving to have the Midas touch. He was a handy midfielder back in his day as well. <laughs> no, I mean, what a fantastic footballer he was, obviously. I got to play against him so many times uh, when he played for Liverpool. Uh, so many battles we had together. Uh, what a great, great footballer he was. Technically, very, very good on the ball. Uh, obviously, he can't cover the ground as much. He's a bit like you. <laughs> <laughs> He's a bit like me. <laughs> But that's why he had the likes of uh, Macharano and Steven Gerrard. These are the guys who covered the ground. But Xavi was very, very good on the ball. You know, technically very, very good. Uh, uh, his long passes, his short passes, the way he reads the game, the way his football IQ was, was second to none. Very, very good footballer. And uh, it's just like he said, I mean, you played against them last season and then you 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 saw the way they played. And it's it's really nice to hear that you dis just because of that, you decided to fit your your career yeah. just so you can play where you see that you 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 know you will fit, uh, which is something really good. It's not like you went for the money or you decided to go. You wanted to go no, somewhere no, no. where you will grow as a footballer, which is something really nice to hear from uh, a young a young football player like you. Yeah, it was not. Ju it's not just about what I want. Also, it's like what they also want. Like they were also because after the game, um, like a, some journalists asked the coach like. What do you think of um, Victor? And he um, said, like, oh, it's a good player. And they're asking, like, a tricky question. Like, maybe do they, maybe it seems like a player who can play in the Bundesliga, you know, and he said, he said to them, um, it's a good player. So <laughs> after that game, I think, after the first game we played in Leverkusen, we played 1-1, which I scored against them. And two days later, my agent called and said to me, um, Leverkusen is interested. They, they, want to, they want to talk, you know. So and stuff like that, more, more want to make me to do more because coming from Nigeria and we everyone know about Zabi and playing to play on that team is a great feeling you know yeah, yeah. so when they when they came it's a lot of a lot of good team also but I picked this team because of the way they play like, I just don't want to 
leave Belgium to another club just because I want to make transfer. No, I just want to leave to go fit in to a good club, like play my style of football. And lucky to me, everything is working really good. I, me, myself, the club didn't expect this soon, but they know, I know I can, I know how good I am, but not this fast, you know, coming to a new country. Mm, yeah. Adapt, adapt so, so quick. I, I think it's blessing from God, but at the same time, give credit also to, to the, to my teammate and the coaching staff. Yeah. Talk to us about Xabi and the influence that he's had on you, Victor. How much has he helped you settle in the country off the pitch? And then tell us a little bit about him on the training pitch. We've seen the Instagram stories. He could still be playing in <laughs> midfield, I think, for Leverkusen. For sure. I mean, his passing for, for rage. Sure. I mean, his passing for rage sure. is unbelievable, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's passing. He's passing. It's, it's crazy. I remember uh, after I signed the first day, I was to have uh, like a meeting with him in, in his office, and he was telling me about the um, the game plan and everything. Why they want me? To be honest, I was not even thinking about what he was saying to me because at that point of time, I was like dreaming me sitting close to Zabi. You know, in my head, I was like, Coach, can you? Can you just stop so I can take a picture with you? <laughs> then in my head, I was, think, I was thinking this because I didn't, I didn't, I didn't believe this. But what a, what a great, what a great coach! You know, everybody knew him as a good player, also great, fantastic, won everything to be won in football. It really helped me a lot. You know, he tried to advise me because I think he, for example, he gave me an example like, um, like Drogba. I said when he played against Drogba, Drogba is strong. This, this, and he won the same for me. You know, because. Me, I'm the type of guy I just want to... He didn't give you an um, example when I played I, against him? <laughs> Come on. No, no. no. <laughs> we didn't, we didn't. <laughs> yeah, he didn't tell you how good I no, was me, when I, I played against him? <laughs> of, of course, everybody knew how good you were, but he was, he was talking about like a striker, like comparing him to said, um, when he played against Jogba, I stopped up and everything. So he was trying to like put that mentality in my head because I'm the type of guy that I just want to have a good game, even though, even though I'm not scoring goals, I just want to have a good game as long as we are winning. So he wants to he, he want to try to change that uh, mentality for me to be a fighter, which 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 I've been helping. And it's a, like I said, it's a top 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 coach. Even in the training, you can see him when he passed the ball and everything. My first my first training section I had with the team, they were doing like a shooting um, uh, practice. Him and Grimado with some other guy. The way they shoot the ball, I I don't I just don't want to go there. You know, the techniques. <laughs> Stop! Stop! Yeah, stop, stop. no, no. I mean, I remember when we when we used to obviously when we used to play play against Liverpool. Uh, he was one 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 player that obviously Jose Mourinho always used to say, "Do not give him time on the ball." We never used to give Xavi time on the ball because when you give him time on the yeah. ball, he is gonna pick that pass. It doesn't matter where the player is; he will pick that pass. Uh, he was that good for a manager to always say. Don't give him space. Uh, yeah. that, that's how good he was. And the other thing about him, Victor, and you can confirm or deny this, when I remember watching Xabi Alonso, very rarely did you ever see him angry. He was always quite placid. He was always quite level-headed. Is he like that as a coach or do the teacups every now and again, do they go flying in the dressing room? No, no, he's, he's always like this calm, calm and gentle. I, I think I only saw him angry one time. It was against Dortmund when we were losing for stuff. Then when we came in the dressing room, we were so angry, screaming. <laughs> and after the game, he said to us, it's not like this. It's just the moment, which I, which I understand. But it's calm. It's 
Super Cup. That's because you guys have never been in that situation quite a lot this season. You guys always winning, so yeah. you've never been in that situation. Yeah. But uh, I mean, I don't know him as a no, no, uh, you no. know as a manager, but I mean, long may you guys continue to win, and I hope you guys you know oh. win. Win, you know, oh, uh, win the you know, win the Bundesliga this season because I mean, Bayern have been winning it for so many years. Yeah. So uh, it would be nice to see uh, a new, a new, a new club win it. Yeah, it would be nice. You know, um, we have a long season ahead of us, and we finished the uh, top of the league. And now my brain is not on the Bundesliga. Now, if I make it to the Nations Cup, my head is on the Nations Cup. So if I make it, then I wish the, the players there to continue doing what we've been doing, winning games. Then. We see after the nations. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Yeah, we will get to Nigeria and the African Cup of Nations, Victor. I've got to just labour the point on Bayer Leverkusen. What's been the secret to your success? I've watched an awful lot of you. Big wide pitch, Grimaldo wide on the left, Jeremy Frimpong, formerly of yeah. Man City, formerly of Celtic. He's been a revelation. Florian Verts, I'm a huge fan of. And then you, of course, at the top end of the pitch, getting the goals. Talk us through what Xabi's trying to get you guys to do and what the, the kind of philosophy is at the football club. Um, I think um, the way the way we want us to play is not just an individual. You know, that's why we see player like Grimaldo. Sometimes you see him in the midfield. Sometimes you see him in the wing. So he wants us to like, even if we are not even playing in our, in our own position, he wants us to like try to help the team. You know, to always put the team first. So like me, sometimes I go to the side. Flo is striking. Jeremy is on the wing back. I think after after my first three game with Leverkusen, I said to Jeremy, I was like, bro, I don't know what formation we're playing because sometimes <laughs> I see right back, sometimes I see as a wing back. So as long we are keeping the ball, just moving, move, yeah, as every, yeah, yeah. As as long as we are moving, everyone is passing. You don't lose the ball too easily, and we have player like Granit in the engine room for us to to communicate with because he's been in this, he's been playing this for long and we, the young guys, is trying to help us. So that's why I play like Granite. But we, the rest, we are just enjoying the moment, trying to, like he always said to us, keep the ball always. Keep the ball. Even in training, we do a lot of possession so that we can get to know each other more and more in the game. 
Granite Xhaka, I, I want to talk about Granite because there's a man who polarises opinion, it's fair to say. Even some Arsenal fans, for goodness <laughs> sake, weren't big fans of Granite. But I tell you what, John, yeah. he has proven himself this season. What an important footballer he is. Did you have any clashes? Where did you and Granite pass each other? Maybe he just came after you? Yeah, I think he just came after me, yeah. yeah. No, we didn't. Are we you didn't. a fan? I think when I watch him, though, I think towards the end of his uh, his his career at, at uh, his time at Arsenal, I started to watch him quite a bit, and I started to 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 see what he actually yeah. does for the for, you know you know for the team. You know, is that player that is you know it's like a box to box kind of player, isn't it? Midfield player, and he can get you goals as well. So I mean, uh, when I watched him at Arsenal, I saw what he was doing. He wasn't he didn't take part in the build up of the game as much, but then he he was very clever, you know. In, with his timing on the box. And I think that's something he does for you guys as well. Uh, he's been fantastic, sure. isn't he, this season for you guys. He's playing really, really well. And I think that's when some Arsenal fans look back now, they'll say, you know, except they get the goal to win the Premier League. But I mean... Uh, they would have loved to have kept him. I think he himself has said that Mikel Arteta wanted, wanted to, keep to keep him. him yeah. But Xabi yeah. Alonso, persuasive man, he felt that he'd be a vital cog. What's he brought to the football club, Victor? experience yeah I mean I right from my young age I'm Arsenal fan but that's not my life <laughs> so I understand what you're saying about Granite you know but it's a different different guy in the team it's experience it's maturity it's top top professional it's top like I said we have a young young squad but with Granite it's like we've been playing this for a long time because it is top to us it tried to advise us a lot so I think the experience there so we've got a Chelsea legend, we've got a big Man United fan, and we've got a big <laughs> Arsenal fan in the house, Victor. We weren't aware of this. If we knew that, you wouldn't have got an invite on this podcast. No, I'm only joking. I'm only joking. Uh, Arsenal, I've got to ask then, are you hopeful? Do you think they'll go all the way this season and win the Premier League? I don't know about that. <laughs> of course. The Arsenal thing is always where... Uh, kids again going back to the canoe thing you know yeah. kids growing up same as me like I said I grew up supporting Arsenal because of one person and a lot because of people of have accused you of lying on the, by the way on that you definitely were an Arsenal fan I was an Arsenal yeah, fan good. growing up one or two Nigerians not happy with that <laughs> <laughs> but you were an Arsenal fan I was an Arsenal fan I loved watching Arsenal and it was just because of one because of Kanu as well uh, so um, is that thing that you know where an Nigerian player plays you tend to support your own so uh, I think that's why I supported Arsenal growing up and but now when you watch the the, the younger kids coming up they all everybody's because of me Victor Moses everybody has moved to Chelsea any Man um, United fans as a gallery anyone supporting Man United <laughs> not as much no not much. <laughs> so it's actually between uh, between uh, Chelsea and Arsenal I, I, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah uh, Victor you know growing up as a, a young boy following football Arsenal your club who were your kind of heroes growing up I, I know Xabi Alonso has mentioned Didier Drogba to you and we spoke to Victor Osime uh, on a previous episode and he said that he modelled his game on DDA. For you personally, who were the strikers that you looked to, to to kind of help mould your game? Uh, to be honest, during my childhood, I have none because right from my academy in Nigeria until I moved to Europe, I was a midfielder, you know, I was playing on number 10, I was never a striker. So I, they convert me to a striker when I got to like a few months before coming to Europe. 
So during my when I was about in Arsenal, I love um, I meet I watch a lot of meet even up to this present time I watch a lot of midfielders video. But then in Arsenal, I suppose Sami Nasri a lot. I watch his video a lot and Santi Casola also player like this. Even up to this moment, I watch I like to watch videos like this just to get out in tight spaces because scoring goals we can just we come you know but try to help your team in different different way. So I watch a lot of. Um, dribblers a lot, a lot. Well, as a striker, my this Cristiano, I watch a lot of Cristiano also. But I ne- right for when I was young, I never, I was never a striker. I, they changed me a few, few months before coming to Europe. Note, John, that he never watched you. No, yeah. <laughs> it was only Fleur players. That <laughs> only the Fleur players. But I was always a Fleur player when I played for the national team. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, was, I was a mid man. I was, you know, I was a mid I was, <laughs> I was a Zizou. Sure, sure. <laughs> you just liking yourself to Zinedine I was a Zizou, yeah. Wow. We'll not cut that from the podcast. Uh, so interesting there, Victor, you, you mentioned there that Samir Nasri, Santi Cazorla, so and, and it, it kind of chimes because when you look at your stats and, and John's right to point this out you're not just a goal scorer you know you've got 10 goals in 16 games but you've got 7 assists and if my research is correct you're second in the Bundesliga assists chart which is a blooming great start as well yeah like I said I just I, when I play I want to have fun at the same time as long as my team is winning and we are scoring goals I, Winning the game is important for me, but at the same time, I want to have fun. And this is what Leverkusen is bringing, you know, the way we play. Not just one man is scoring or one man is assisting. The goals is spreading among every everybody in the team. Grimado, I think Grimado in the league has six goals, five assists. Jeremy have uh, five goals, six assists coming from a wing back. So this is the type of football I love to play, you know, try to help. Even if I'm not scoring, even if I'm not assisting, try to be the third man before they go. This is the type of player I am. I just want to bring positivity into the team, try to help the team in any way. So this is the type of player. I want to ask about a player who has been likened to a former Chelsea player, a, yeah. a Chelsea player who was gone down in the record books, Kai Havertz, the man who won Chelsea their second European Cup back yeah. in 21 yeah. against Man City. Of course, he's now moved on to Victor's beloved Arsenal. Uh, he started to pick up a bit of form. But talk to me about Florian Wirtz, if you can, Victor, because there's a young boy. I watch a lot of German football and I get excited. He's diminutive. He likes to pick the little spaces in between the defence and the midfield. He's got goals. He's got a lot of assists. And I read an article saying that he was one of the big reasons that you chose Leverkusen as well. You're a big fan of your teammate. Yeah, yeah. Before before joining um, Leverkusen, before we uh, played the game, we had an interview when they asked me uh, what did I think about Flo. And when I was in Belgium, I don't have time to watch the Bundesliga only when it's a big game between Borussia Dortmund and Bayern Munich. You know? So they asked me about this guy and I said to the um, journalist, I don't know this guy. And the journalist said something to me. He said, you will know him in the game. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. So after the game, which I scored, and he scored also. So when I, when I, when um, Leverkusen was, when I was linked to Leverkusen, then I had to watch some of the videos, you know. Then I saw him, the way he played, and I watched him. More this guy is a, is a magician. What we are, we are not surprised what he's doing on the, on the game because in, in training, it's crazy. When he when he's with the ball, nobody wants to mark him. He's so good. He's fast. He's strong. Skillful. He has the strength. You know, sometimes you see a number ten that can use the ball without defending, but he can do all. He can defend. He can attack. He's skillful. 
He, but in training, I try to play a lot with him just because I want the same energy in the game. You know, try to try to understand the type of player he is, so he's, he can help me a lot in the game. That's why I say I think I um, out of my um, seven six assists, I gave him four out of his five assists. He gave me three. So yeah, we. So before coming, I tried to study what type of player, what kind of pass he will give to me. I know I will, I will play two touch. What kind of pass he will give to me? I return one touch. But if you, if you watch our game, you see the connection is there. You think we'll be playing together for a long time, no? Because I watch before coming, I watch him. Then he's been a minute a lot. But top guy also. I always wonder about connections at football clubs, John. You know, he's talking there, Victor, him and Florian just seem to yeah. seem to click. Yeah. Your Chelsea days, who had that kind of feeling? Partnership. Oh, probably. I, I think probably between us, between me, Fr Frank, and Ashley, because Ashley was a, was a guy who was always bumping on the left side. So there was this pass where we always play, whereby because I'm the deeper midfield player, so I hit it to Frank, and Frank lays it off to me. Before he lays it, Ashley's already gone. He's already he gone. You don't have to look. You just hit it. Yeah. It's there. So that's one of the connection you have with, with, with players. It just happens automatically. Uh, yeah. So that's uh, that's something we, you know, I had with Frank. And that's something that we did so so many times uh, in the games. And, you know, and every time you do it, it works. You're like, yeah. how come nobody's caught sure. up to that? It keeps working. But it's just uh, something that just comes naturally. So, and yeah. It's interesting because you've said on this podcast, you know, there's great respect between you and Frank. Yeah. But it wasn't as if you were best mates. Because no. I've always wondered, sometimes you think to yourself, the best connections you have to be friends off the pitch yeah. but you don't that's a misconception no, no, exactly I mean at the end of the day you know you, you guys are there you guys are friends you you, you come to work every day uh, you see each other you you know you guys are, you know in training you have fun you enjoy yourself you laugh you make jokes but then when is the training is done when everything is said and done uh, and you have your lunch, you know, you go back home and you, you just want to sit at home, just be lazy at home, watch your TV. You know, if you have kids, you spend time with your kids, you know, with your family and all. You don't have time to call your friends and say, come on, let's go hang out. Let's go for, go out for a coffee because you don't have time for that because the next morning you're back in again. So you don't really have time for that. That's why we never had that kind of thing. So the only place for us to build that connection and that bond was on the training pitch, you know, on the training pitch and the games. That's where when we win, we build bonds, we yeah. we celebrate, you know, we have a drink, uh, you know, in the dressing room before we go home. So that was our team bonding, not really much outside. Outside. Then on, on that point then, Victor, are you and Florian, are you friends uh, away from the pitch or is it very much similar to what John said there? The connection comes on the training pitch. Yeah, it's the same as what you said. The connection um, came from the training pitch I have. Outside, outside um, the um, football, is, I have another teammate like Jeremy, for instance, Eddie. We have that connection outside football. At home, we see each other, but me and Flo is when we are in training, when we're playing <laughs> game. We talk, of course, we talk once in a while in the dressing room, we talk, we chill, but not like we do something outside. I have like Jeremy, for instance, we are friends in the, on pitch outside, but with Flo, it's on training ground. Training ground, we come with so many ideas not we chat after no 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 it's just on only football it's amazing that. Yeah, now, yeah. you know this John and obviously Victor knows this maybe a lot of people listening or watching this podcast don't you guys have a big thing in common what's that you both made your move into Europe via Norway 
Now I've been to Norway, <laughs> it's blooming cold. Oh. And the last time I went to Norway, hey. there's snow. There's not much snow in Nigeria <laughs> the last time I checked. So, I mean, John, you've touched on it with me in the Amazing past. place, though. Uh, a fantastic place. place. I mean, the women are beautiful in Norway. <laughs> I'll say that. The women are fantastic. It is beautiful. beautiful. It's, it's, it's a country where you are probably one of the most beautiful, I think. Yeah, like Scandinavian. Scandinavian women, yeah. just yeah. incredible. Yeah. How much did you enjoy your time at Bodo Glimp, Victor? Um, Football-wise, good, but outside football, not so good because I stayed far in the north. Yeah, you were. Oh, he's, he's trying to say so he didn't cool. get involved in the whole thing. <laughs> well, he was too far away from that. That was Oslo. That was like Oslo. Yeah. Oslo, Oslo is top, top city, but I was from Budo. Budo, I live, I live like three minutes walk to my stadium. From my house to the airport, if you take a taxi, it's two minutes. So it's like a small place and it's so cold. After training, you go home and sleep. There's nothing else to do. You can't, oh, you see, you can't do you anything. Know, he, he picked the airport, so it's easier to fly them in, isn't it? <laughs> to fly them in, <laughs> fly them in. <laughs> straight to the airport, to his house, you and <laughs> from no, his no, house you, you to can. the airport. And <laughs> you can fly anybody. You know, you know, you know, way is not um, salary wise, yeah, it's, not, yeah. it's not that good for yeah. you to bring anybody in. So you have other stuff, other stuff. Yeah. But then it was. It was good, you know. Um, I spent, I think, three three years in Norway. Uh, won the league twice. Came second one time. But football wise, it was, I uh, it was it was chaos for me. It was really, 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 really bad for me. You know. Um, I think I have more bad story than good story there. But that's life, you know. Because I remember I signed I signed in Norway. Um, after two weeks, I got injured. Really, I was supposed. Ooh. to... Yeah, yeah. After signing two weeks, uh, I was um, preparing for uh, under twenty World Cup during then. Then I got ACL, so I was ruled out for I think six, seven months. Six, seven months. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I ruled out. I didn't after which I just signed. So I came back after six, seven. I think I came back um, last three game of the season, which I play with. Uh, we came um, second the next year. We won the league. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped. The scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. So the next year we won the league. Um, during the final, the, the last game for to decide the league, which we won, the last game we were celebrating, celebrating in the dressing room, which we we just won the league again back to back. We're celebrating, drinking, you know, you know the feeling when you win the yeah, league, yeah, 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 jumping, jumping around and everything. After that, which we, that was in Oslo, so we traveled back to our city, which is yeah. when we get to the airport. There's this big van waiting for us. So we, we came in, went to the van, drive around the city and saying hi to the people, went to the stadium, partying, drinking, jumping, everything. I went home. And before this, I was linked to um, um, me. We agreed like a deal already with um, Club Rouge in, okay. in Dejo. Yeah, so we, I was linked to them. So mine was just to finish the season and travel 
to to Belgium for yeah. Mexico and all yeah. that stuff. So so after when we were partying, drinking, everything, I went home. I slept. When I woke up, my leg is like this. Ooh, swollen. My leg was my leg was swollen. I, I thought it was nothing serious because maybe it was just swollen from my past injury. You know. Yeah, yeah. I went yeah. to the train. I went. I went to the training ground the next day. I spoke to the doctor. We went to do an um, MRI scan. And when I saw the doctor come with a big fire, you know, something bad happened. And I told me I turned my ACL again. Ooh. During that, yeah, during that time, it was, it was hell. I didn't even wait for us to get the trophy. I speak to the coach. I said, I want to go back to Nigeria. So I traveled back to Nigeria. It was the worst. And during that, during this time, I'm t- telling you about, I'm the only child of my mom. Then I lost my mom during this process also. So I lost my mom during that time. I had injury, lost it, big transfer for me to travel to Belgium. My head was was gone. Whoa. To be honest with you, I started doing crazy stuff. Like I almost, to be honest with you, I almost quit. Like I was thinking, what should I do after football? Because Oof. at the age of at the age of twenty one, twenty two, I had two ACL. Losing my mom also, it was it was so difficult for me at this point of time. So I came back. I think. I came back to Nigeria. I was like, um, my my weight was like 83, 84. I came back because they said to me, I have to do surgery or I might not play for one year, two months, which is 14 months, a long time. So when I came back Ooh. to Nigeria, I lost my head. I started doing crazy stuff. I came back, my weight went to 97 from 80 something Ooh. because I almost, I almost gave up, you know, I almost give up when so when we resume we resume we're going for Spain at this point of time it was not even that painful you know until we were going for preseason so I have to fly with the team because I need to build strength for my knee before my surgery yeah, yeah. so I, I traveled to the team to Spain for preseason camp and we were sitting outside everybody was putting on football shoes I was the only one with training canvas I was like fuck my life this is you at that time. I was, to be honest, I was going through it. I was going through it. It was really good for me. So I had my surgery. I keep believing in God, you know, trusting, training, training a little bit. Then um, I think after five months, we we're playing the conference league and we we're in the same group with um, Roma. So I fly with the team to to Rome for the game. So like. For the five minutes before the game, I was in the VIP section walking around trying to get something to eat. Then I received a call from my agent. Like, so I was like, why my agent calling me when he knows we have a game by this time? So I pick and he said to me, oh, hey Vic, uh, I just want to let you know some some clubs saw you, some um, sport directors saw you in the room and they were asking me, what's the situation when are you back? from injury, like they want to try something with me, this, this. Then that gave me confidence back. Okay, I said to myself, I won't play ball for like six, six months and this is coming. So I need to start training really yeah, hard. Yeah. My mentality changed because I believe, okay, if I'm injured and people are thinking about me, so what we have when I'm back playing? When you're still playing, yeah, when you're back playing, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I changed the mentality. I started training hard to come back. So I think I came back from the injury Last game uh, of the season, which the coach gave me uh, one minute to play, my leg didn't touch the ball. But <laughs> we won, we won, we won the league also again. But I was not part of the team because I only played 
one game. So I came back right. to Nigeria for holiday again, started working out because I believe in myself, I believe in my talent. That, but the most important thing is God, you know. So we came back, we came back and started playing and, you know, sometimes you have little stuff with your coach why you're not playing this, this, then I was, the, the few times I was playing, I was actually doing really good and an offer came and they were ready to let me go, which I left to, to, um, to Belgium. So, but to cut the story short, in, in Norway, I didn't really enjoy the football. I, I didn't really enjoy myself you know, because I was injured almost. Yeah, I think we both had similar, similar. Yeah, yeah. yeah but I mean, your story is yeah. It's uh, yeah. Losing your mom. Yeah, exactly. Guy. Losing your mom is you know it's it's, it's tougher than mine, oh. obviously. And I can't yeah, even begin yeah, to, yeah. to fathom a foreign country. You've got a bad injury, a second ACL. You lose your mom. I can't even begin to think what you were going through, Victor. It's interesting you say you don't have fond memories. I've got to ask about your manager, Settil Nyatsen, who is uh, someone who has been linked with an awful lot of big jobs. Celtic in Scotland and O'Brien were rumoured to be interested. Someone who is tipped for big things. Can you talk to us about him as a manager? Do you share those sentiments that he has a big future? And you know, when you lost your mother, was he a big presence for you? Was he a big reason that you know to help you get back onto the straight and narrow again? Sure, sure, sure. It's a great, it's a great coach, great guy, great. During those time, he was there for me, not just him, the whole team were, were there for me. And I, actually, I was living in his own apartment because he has another apartment. So I was living, living there. In general, Norwegian people are top. They take care of foreign, foreign yeah, players in general. So, nice people, yeah. But the coach, the coach is top. Trust me, he's top guy, top mentality. He, he wants to win. He wants he want to... They want to keep fighting, want to do better and better and better. So I'm not surprised if we get linked to top clubs. I think we will do perfectly okay there. Yeah, he is someone to keep a very close eye on. He's been in that job, I think, since 2018. It's a little bit of a surprise that he's not yet had his big break. Uh, you then make the move over to Belgium. You've had two ACLs. I'm trying to think on you, John. I can't remember... Again, I've not looked at your injury records. No. I don't remember you having any serious. No, injury. no, no, no. I I didn't have an ACL, but I had Did my I, no. I didn't have an oh, ACL, sorry. but I had my adapter here pulled out from my. You know when you have this this muscle here. Oh. This yeah. <laughs> you're making my balls go inside me right now, Johnny. That looks painful. Just you it, it is. It, it, it was. It was. It, it was painful when it when it happened, and it it is fucking painful, painful I'm telling you mate like when it happened so this muscle here that connects between your 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 thigh and your and your just between here yeah groin groin yeah just everything it's not like you know some people they, they tore it and you tore it like a little bit of it comes out mine the whole thing pulled oh yeah the whole thing came off <laughs> and that was when I was in China you know I was you know yeah I was training you were an old man by then <laughs> I was an old man by then yeah and I was training and you know obviously as a midfield player we do this time yeah. obviously we wouldn't do time and it's not like strikers sometimes you train for like you know so but midfield yeah. players you know we always turn around and you know so I was training and then it, it happened and I was like fuck like something has happened and I was, when it happened, and uh, the first time it happened, I, I was like, shit, something just happened. But then I was like, okay, you know what, let me just carry on playing. I, it, and then I did the similar turn again, where I had to turn turn around again, and then the whole thing just oh. came, poof. 
And I was on the floor just shouting and screaming and shouting and screaming. And you know what the fucking uh, doctors and the fucking Chinese team said? They said to me, <laughs> you can't believe it. They say you pull your hand here. They say oh. you've got your hand here, you've pulled your hand here. Like, it's a yeah. hand here thing. I'm like, what do you mean it's a fucking hand? It's not a hand here. And I was talking, I remember then talking to my missus, she was like, are you sure is that what they said? I said, I, I, I don't know, but the doctor is telling me that I, that that I've done my hernia, so I need to go to the I need to go to the hospital and take my hernias off. And she's like, "Fuck no, you're not doing that. Make sure you buy your ticket and come back home." So you came back to London. So you come back to London and get a proper assessment and checkup. And I did that. I bought my flight. I came back to London, and then I went to the hospital. And then I did the tech and everything, the test and MRI, and they said you pull your you pull your muscles. You're a doctor, not yeah, your hernia. Yeah, my doctor, exactly. Not my <laughs> hernia. Thank God I didn't go to the fucking hospital to take my fucking hernias off. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> Your career would have ended better, man. If you'd done that, no stoke and no middles. Uh, Victor, then on the basis of that, your your ACL injuries, uh, both in the same knee or different knees. Same. Same knee. So how do you then mentally, physically, it's all about taking time, mentally, my friend, how do you get over that? Firstly, if you come to, if, you, if you're from Nigeria, you already, your mentality is different when you're coming <laughs> from Nigeria. Because they already, yeah, in Nigeria, we're already prepared to face anything over there because we know what we need behind, who we know we need to, we need to fight for everything. So after this, like I said, I have my family that check on me every every time, which is important for me at that time of my career. And I have my team also, which they were there for me also. So, but to be honest with you, I was, I was really down. I was really down, like far from home at this, 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 this problem. I was really down. But mm -hmm. when I got the move from, away from Norway to Belgium, I was really happy because I think it's time for me to move um, from up north here which is, it was so cold, you know? <laughs> so then I moved to, I moved to, to Belgium Union, not so big team also, but they know what they need. They want to play like me also, young player that they believe in me also. Then that's why I sacrificed for the team, try to give my 100%. This is Mikel Obi, former Super Eagles and Chelsea midfielder, urging you all to sign up with Betwinner. Betwinner is a platform that offers sports betting, casino and games. Also, you stand a chance in getting up to 200% bonus on registration. Remember to bet responsibly. I want to talk about Union at St. Gilois, and I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. It's always a bit of a mouthful. They are another football club that are doing things a bit differently, it's fair to say. I've been a huge fan in the last couple of years. Uh, to any, again, anyone viewing this, listening to this, the minority shareholder is Tony Bloom, man who owns Brighton and Hove Albion. It's Simon Adringa, who's been brilliant for Brighton this season. Here a spell over there with Union. They are a club to very much keep an eye on in the next few seasons I've got no doubt about that talk to me about that experience the environment there and how much that helped you develop as a football player yeah actually it was it was really good because I think that my best my best time in in, in Belgium you know because before coming they, they really wanted me so bad they want me and I to be, to be honest before coming to to um, to you know I know nothing about this club I had nothing about this club before coming, I had so, uh, so, like some team from from Netherlands also, you know, some good team that really want me also. But 
the main reason I came to Union was because they were in the Europa League at that time. So, so I said to my agent, like, I know this other team is better than, at this point, they are bigger than Union, but I want like a good stage, a world stage, which I can showcase myself because I think I've, I've missed a lot in football, so I want to showcase more in the Europa League. And I signed there, the coach, top guy, the coach is in Chicago for now. Top team, not compared to like Anderlecht, um, Club Bruges, we are not that standard, but top good, 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 good players. We have so many young, good players in the team. So last season was was really good for us, but we messed it up like last three minutes of the game. <laughs> yeah, talk to me about that. Uh, I remember this. Uh, it went viral. I hate to remind you of this, Victor. Yeah, Toby Alderweireld, former Spurs defender, back home for his hometown club <laughs> in Royal Antwerp, deep in stoppage time. Take us through it. John won't be aware of this. No, yeah, t- talk yeah, us through the whole it day. Was, no, I've never seen something like this. So. Before the last game, so it was between Union Genk and Antwerp. Yeah. So Antwerp is Antwerp is playing against Genk, and we we are playing against um, Club Rouge. Yeah. So all we need to all we need to do is to win the game. That's for we. We need to, if we win the game, we will win the league because Genk is playing against Antwerp in Genk home. So it will be difficult for Antwerp to beat Genk. In game, yeah. so we we ju- so we we just need to win. So if we win, Genk win, we won the league. If we draw, Genk win, Genk won the league. If we if we win, Antwerp win, Antwerp won the league. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if we, so if we lose, Genk Genk win, Genk won the league. So I think um in the first 20, 25 minutes, Genk scored. So Genk were leading. 1-0 and we were playing 0-0 so first half Genk is leading Genk is first position yeah. we are in second position uh, Antwerp is in third position so second half for the seven minutes we scored so we are winning the league winning the league yeah Genk is, yeah, Genk is second position Antwerp in third position I think 47 Antwerp recolized so Antwerp recolized we, we are winning the league already yeah up to 75 minutes Genk scored so we we already won the league because Antwerp is losing and we we are leading already yeah 89 minutes <laughs> last 3 minutes of the game Club Rouge equalized 1-1 the funniest part they have the sculptor moving around with the trophy no yeah so 89 minutes Club Rouge equalized oh my so god and Genk were leading at that time. So when they were in Genk here, we were drawing, they were celebrating, then they were winning the league already. 92 minutes, we conceived one more goal, which is 2-1. We are losing at home 2-1. <laughs> 95 minutes, 3-1. So we were out of the title race. Last three minutes, we are we conceived three goals in last three minutes. Then Genk were already the winner. They were winning the league then. 90, I think 96 minutes, Antwerp scored. Then Antwerp won the league. Antwerp it was, won the league. Toby oh my God. <laughs> it was, Toby it was crazy. popped up. An incredible goal. Yeah. And I know obviously you've not got yeah. memories of this, but a remarkable finish. Royal Antwerp, Mark Van Bommel, their manager. Yeah, Mark Van Bommel, yeah. the league in 70 odd years. 
and they go and get the job done. Now, I've got to ask, Victor, what the heck was your dressing room like at the end of that game? Because you've got it in your hands at this point. To be honest, we were quiet for like almost one hour. No one can say anything. Nobody. Because wow. we've been we've been working so hard for this, you know. Everybody don't want Antwerp to win the league. Because in uh, in, in the Belgian League, when you finish the main league, so they share the points. So it's like a playoff. So after the main league, the first one, two, three, four have to play playoff against each other. Then they will have to divide your points. So in the main league, we are leading Antwerp with like five points. So so when you come to the playoff, they cut the points. Then it comes to two and a half. So for them to win the league, nobody won them because imagine you topping them with five points and you went to playoff and they win the league. Right. In the dressing room, it was, it was quiet. No one can say anything. Right. I went home. I can't even. I can't even sleep. I was just thinking. I was just thinking what went wrong. What happened? <laughs> it was, you know, it's football. You know? Yeah. Talked about the Champions League final in two thousand and eight, John. What's the worst dressing room that you've ever been in in terms of being absolutely gutted? Was that Barcelona game the famous one? With all those decisions. Yeah, I think that one. I think that one. When, when yeah, when did your when did your drug lost it? I think, yeah, I think that one probably. Uh, <laughs> I think the two thousand eight one. It was it was bad, but not as not as bad as 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 the as the Barcelona. Barcelona yeah, yeah, because the two thousand eight one. Okay, we thought. Okay, you know what? We can you know we can still uh, we still have time. We can still probably still win the Champions League. Um, but then when the, the then the, the Champions League the Barcelona one was you know was like because we we our, our aim our focus then was like if we beat Barcelona for sure we're gonna win the Champions League at that time um, and the whole incident happened and then yeah Drogba lost his shit and everybody <laughs> went crazy and then you, you can imagine what the dressing room looked like it was like the whole energy from the pitch, we took it into the dressing room. So it wasn't quiet, it was people screaming, it was people getting in fight with, I remember players getting in fight with the, with, with the physios for not giving them what they wanted to cut their, their tapes or to do that or do that. So you're just screaming, it was like a fucking, you know, the, the dressing room was gonna fall down. You know, it, it, it was a total, total nightmare. And yeah, until everybody left, it was it, it was it was it was an actual you nightmare. You know, Victor Larson, he struggled to sleep. Was that an affliction that you suffered? If you lost a bad game or you played poorly, yeah, yeah, would you struggle? Yeah, 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 I was one. Yeah, when I when I had a bad game, I, I I really I really struggled. When I was young, I didn't know how to deal with it. I didn't know how to deal with it. I I used to beat myself, beat myself down completely. Like I didn't want to go out. I didn't want to talk to anybody. I didn't want to have a chat with anybody. I was. I just wanted to lock myself, you know, okay. at home and don't answer my phone and just be there for a couple of couple of you know a couple of days. Go back to training next day. Don't speak to anybody because everyone is looking at you, thinking, "Fuck me, you had a stinker yesterday," <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> so that's that's what it looks like because everybody's looking at you, thinking, Fuck, "You know, you had a stinker yesterday." So you didn't want you didn't want to be that guy. And that's why I talk about again when the mentality of we back then compared to now, uh, we were judged. We were judged properly and very harsh. You yeah. know, you 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 need to have balls to be to be able to withstand the 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 the, the pressure. 
and, and the criticism from the manager, from, from your teammates, from, from the fans, you need to have balls to be able to deal with that. Now, you know, they're a bit more, we're a bit more sensitive towards, I understand, you know, towards the younger generation like Victor. <laughs> so, um, but back then, you know, we, we were judged pretty, pretty, pretty harshly. And are you the same, Victor? A bad performance, a bad defeat? Do you struggle to get over it? Sure, sure. Right now, if if I maybe if a winner have a bad game, then I start thinking what went wrong. I can't sleep. I but sleep. to be fair, Victor, you've not had many bad games. <laughs> you've not no, lost. No, I, of you course, not lost. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that doesn't mean. But your own like individual performance also, you know. Sometimes when I have a bad game, you know, sometimes you might win a game and you 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 yourself, you yeah. know, you didn't really do good. Yeah. Then you start questioning like what went wrong. So I'm that type of guy. If I have a bad game, I think I overthink what will happen in the training ground tomorrow. What will the coach say to me? What? So I'm like this. I can't sleep. You know, you, you've said there that one season in Belgium, you were happy to get away from Norway. Uh, you, you have a good season, double figures goals. You're joint top goal scorer of the Europa League. And, you know, the Tony Bloom, I mentioned Tony's involvement in Union. He's Brighton owner. You know, I look at your makeup and your profile. You would seem like the perfect player for a Brighton and Hove Albion. You know, when they you look at their identity and, and their recruitment, did a move to England, was that on offer for you before your move to Germany? Maybe maybe not Brighton, but maybe some other English team. But I said to my agent directly, like, moving from Belgium to England is not for me. I don't want to do this. I want you need to another step. step. To yeah. Another yeah. step, yeah. To be honest with you, I never liked the Premier League. Really? <laughs> oh, really? Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Why? And I just, I just, I don't think it's not my style. I I love to play Spain or Germany. Yeah, but you have uh, you, yeah, but you have the you, you have the qualities though to play in the Premier League. You're strong. You 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 know you're a big guy. You're strong. You you quick. You very technically very good. Uh, you know when I watch some other strikers, I think when when I watch you and I watch Victor. Both of you can score goals. Both of you have the physicality. Both of you are quick. But I think one thing that I think you you have a bit more than Victor doesn't. You're very good on the ball. Victor, I'm not saying Victor's not good on the ball. Victor's good on the ball, but you're a bit more technical. Like you said as well, you played in the midfield, which is something probably something that helped you with that. Um, but you, when I look at you, I watched you. Uh, you, you're like a complete. Okay, you still have a lot of room to improve, but you you seem like somebody. When you improve, you can be a complete. Yeah complete striker and I think also uh, a Premier League a club like an Arsenal where or a Man City where they play good football <laughs> you know we need to send the standard high so probably you never know another two two three years in, in Germany who knows you know a Man City or an no, Arsenal no. can come knocking on the door so we hope to see you in the Premier League v Victor John here is turning into John Shitu is what he is he's already <laughs> sold Victor Osimhen to Chelsea he's now trying to sell you to Arsenal he's just trying to make money no, no, no. <laughs> no. don't get me wrong I'm not saying if, it, if, if, it, if the time if the right moment for me to come to England is there I will not I will say no but what I'm trying to say like when I was young I, I love Spanish league so much like Spanish league and German league because of the way they play you understand good football you understand but I'm not saying if I, if I have enough I good offer to come to the England I will refuse no but I'm just saying in general I yeah. prefer to if I have to pick one 
a big spin, big sort of plane. Yeah, spin. yeah. And Xabi Alonso's in your ear already. <laughs> He's telling you go no, to no, spin first. Is, yeah, no, yeah. This is, yeah, this, yeah. He's probably putting. He's probably putting in a word. You know, like, you know. Yeah. We we have some certain. <laughs> Carlo Angelotti leaving Correct. to Brazil, isn't it? Next. He's going to become the next Brazil manager. We're, we're joining the door. Exactly. We're joining the door. And, and there's a certain Chubby Alonso who, rumor wise, you know, will be heading yeah. to Spain and, you know, we can no, see I the whole connection. I have, I have. No, I have. So, this mentality, even before coming to Europe, I just love Spanish football. Yeah, watch this space. It's really interesting to hear you say that. And you're at a football club, though, right now that seems perfect for you. Nucleus of young players playing a brand of football that really has got everyone talking in Europe. And, and listen, you know what I can say this, Victor? We're fed up of Bayern Munich winning. Yeah, yeah, we are. We want we a are. new team to win it. And I tell you what, I know Borussia Dortmund have been the team for the last decade that have pushed Bayern. They've close. pushed Bayern, yeah. But Leverkusen, yeah, yeah. it'll be a breath of fresh air. It, it, it will be a breath of fresh air. I mean, they're playing fan fantastic, fantastic football. I mean, uh, I see the way they play. There's a similarity with Pep, you know, that yeah. that, that 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 two centre-back holding the ball and the two uh, uh, full-backs talking in the middle and then creating space, you know, for the number 10, the number 9, and the wingers, everybody's tucked in there. It's about when, when the opponents move is a, yeah. when is the right time to pass the ball when the opponent yeah. move you need to drag them out you need to drag an opening out so when you drag them out and then your teammates run you pass the ball then there is a triangle over there where you can bounce it and then you can bounce it there it's about the, the right are you after the fucking Chelsea job <laughs> with that tactical analysis there John Obi? What on earth just happened? It felt like I was watching Jose Mourinho. <laughs> Watch this space on that, Mauricio. If you're watching this, John will be to your job. But he makes all salient points. Tactically, you guys are as good as there is, certainly from our opinion. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I said it before. It's credit to the coach, you know. Credit. He played under Guardiola, Salute, top coaches, so he knows what, what he's doing. You know, there's some games, there's some games which we approach with different different tactics, you know, boys the same almost the same team pass and move wait for the right time. We just just move forward just because you want to move. No, we wait for this perfect time. And we have so much we have like a good centre back that can play football, you know. Sometimes you have a team which from the midfield to the striker can keep the ball but from the goalkeeper to the striker, everyone can keep the ball, which is really good for us. We've spoken to a lot of people on this podcast, and I know Kevin De Bruyne, Xavi have talked about Pep Guardiola. He opened their mind to seeing football in a different way. Their understanding of football improved working under Pep. Working with Xavi over the last four or five months, Victor, has your appreciation for football changed? Are you watching the game? Are you seeing the game very differently now? Of course, of course, I see see different the way even in training when we train. Sometimes I might freeze for like four, 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 five <laughs> seconds to see the big picture because you might think what you want to do is the right thing, you know. But when they try to when the coach yeah. try to explain something, then you see the bigger picture. Yeah. So and sometimes I just stand and look, you know, why? If for me, okay, what if we don't do it this way or we do it this way? But the coach, the coach is the boss, you know. I see everything. So it changed the mentality totally different. 
Yeah, incredible. Though. Yeah, I think yeah, I think when you see these managers now, I think when I look at them, I obviously I didn't play under these managers, but one thing that I noticed with them is that they're very stubborn with the way they want to play. They're very stubborn with their idea and their philosophy. They will not change it. You have to buy into that. Our during our time, because we have so much senior players with so much egos. When things are not going well, we we have our voice. We the voices come out in the, on on the training pitch, and then you see players, not the likes of Jose Mourinho, not the likes of Carlo Ancelotti, but the the rest of the managers we had. The players, the senior players, they go and they say, "Hold up, okay, we've been doing this; it's not working. Let's change it. <laughs> you know, let's change it." But then when I look at the likes of Pep now, and Klopp. And, 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 and I don't think these guys change. They don't change. No. Like uh, also Ateta. I don't know if, if Xavi is like that. They will not change no, no, from their philosophy change. because they know what they're doing is right. You yeah. have to buy into it. If you do it yeah, right, it works. Yeah. You know what it, I mean? It works, and that's, yeah. yeah, yeah. It works. Yeah. If you don't do it right, you cover other some other players. Yeah. Can, can yeah. also, and we have really good, good squad. So you, you think you're going to be in uh, one more season or we're looking in the summer thinking where's, where's Victor headed this uh, this summer, next summer? Right now, I'm <laughs> to shut up in New York in the church. Then I focus on the national team. If I'm if I'm there, I'm not thinking. Me, I'm the type of guy I don't think about what will happen in the next three, four months, one year. No, I, I live my life day by day. What happened today? What happened tomorrow? So right now I'm focusing on the podcast. When I'm done, I'm going for training. <laughs> I love that answer, Victor. Uh, John and I, before we, we popped on this podcast, we were discussing you and what you bring to a football team. And there's the small matter of another Victor, Victor Osimi, who was yeah. on episode two or three, three, episode three of this yeah. podcast. Yeah. Do you and Victor complement one another? I guess the million dollar question, do you feel that you and Victor Osimi can play in the same team? Sure, sure. Why not? We we are good friends. You know, we, we speak. We encourage each other. And I see I see Victor as I respect him a lot. Apart from football, but I say like a like a brother. You know, Victor is a top guy, top. So boy, you depend on the on the coach. You know, everybody, the fans, the fans keep speaking. Oh, play Boniface and Victor play Victor Murphy play this this. But we we just want to represent the country you know when you come for a, a great country like Nigeria yeah, it doesn't matter you have to fight for the country that's the most important thing so with Victor Victor doesn't mind who he's playing with same also I don't mind who I'm playing with I just want to help, help my team same as Victor but if we can play together it will be really great for us. You know, that's the thing though. Top strikers, they always have these things though. When you have two good strikers <laughs> in the national team or wherever, yeah. they always feel they can play together because they, because they, 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 they know they can play together. They would score goals. But then... Uh, it's just, it's because one of them doesn't want to see on the bench. <laughs> Let's put it that way. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, no, no. That's, the, that's the reason yeah. why. But then when you look at the team, does it affect the team though? Does it affect the balance, the shape yeah. of the team? But they always, when you have those two big 
strikers, when the team is not doing well, you can always see that they come together and they're starting to form this kind of thing whereby they 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 they, they go to the coach and say, we want to play together. We want to play together. We know we can play together. Those things always happen. It happened to Chelsea, it happened in the national team. But in Nigeria, in the national team, we've always played 4-3-3. That has always been our system. So I don't know yeah. what systems you guys play now, but the Nigerian system was always a 4-3-3. Even when I played as a number 10, I played with 4-3-3. But I was mostly, when we have the ball, I was mostly the guy who's like the number 10 who rolls, who roams around. Yeah, so sure. I don't know how you guys play right now. No, the few, the few times we have been here, we play 4-4-2 with two strikers. Okay. One I play with Murphy, one I play with Murphy and one I play with, um, with Osimhen. So why I said, with me, I don't, to be honest, I don't care who I'm playing with. I just want to fight for my country, you know. And, I said it before. The way I play, I can also I drop. So if I'm playing with two striker, I know if the other type of striker is the first nine, then I can do the best yeah. job for him. If I'm playing with another type, I know. So when I'm playing with Vic, I know I have to work for Vic. I have to sacrifice for Vic because Vic is like you said. We are different type. Vic is yeah. Vic tempo is is, yeah. is crazy. Victor it's is yeah yeah is, yeah. Is, is, so <laughs> when I play with someone like this, I know I have to. I have to drop for him to do some certain things for him then yeah, and have yeah. more space. I've got to say, Victor, doing this podcast, Nigeria are my adopted nation now after Scotland. So I'm bloody excited. <laughs> the two victors leading the line. And, and this African Cup of Nations, Nigeria have won it three times, of course, 1980, 1994, and then 2013. Last time, yeah. the skipper, John. Yeah, yeah. When you look at the makeup, and I know it's a 40-man squad, we're still waiting for the announcement, and it may well happen before this podcast comes out. Victor, of course, is going to be part of that 25, 23-man yeah. squad. Do they have, when you look at the nucleus of that squad, do they have what it takes to, to clinch a fourth African Cup of Nations? I think they do. Of course they do. Of course they do. We, you know, we always... I've said it every time I've, I've spoke about the Nations Cup. I've said it. We have the talent. We have the team to 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 be able to win this 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 you know this tournament. Um, but there's just certain uh, certain aspect on the team that we need to we need to sort out. I, I think when it comes to the striking force, everybody knows. Okay, that that area we we not we don't have any problem there. Then when I start to to trickle down with you know the midfield. Okay, there is Ndidi, but then Ndidi, and then after Ndidi, then who you looking at? Aribo, uh, 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 okay, everybody talked about him when, you know, when we left, yeah. that he was going to be the next guy. He hasn't really shown that that much. You know, Alex Iwobi, he's a guy who's always in and out, in and out. He does sometimes, you don't know what you get from him, but, uh, you know, he's been playing a bit. For Fulham, he's, for Fulham, he's, he's been doing okay, but he's also, he was, he's also playing wide, you know, right. uh, wide. And, uh, so... Uh, when you look at the midfield and then you look at the defense and then you start to come down there, the defense as well, which I don't think is that strong. And obviously the big, big question is the goalkeeping situation. I mean, uh, I don't know. We need to sort that, 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 that issue out. I know Uzo and then I know the other, I know Uzo really well. Uh, and you know, I played against him in the world cup in 2018. Um, but, for us to be able to win, I think something that helped us when we won it, because we had a great, great goalkeeper, Vincent Yama. We had Vincent was sure. there. Best the best goalkeeper, for me, in my opinion, in Nigeria that I ever seen. I mean, I don't, I didn't watch the rest of them, but for me, he is top, top, top. And he was somebody that gave us that foundation 
to make to to, to yeah. be able to, to 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 we build on that foundation and then the defense was strong the midfield was powerful and then we had the striking force we had everything that worked for us um so uh, i hope that those issues are sorted out and then you guys can go on and have a a, a good tournament of course we can win it Oh yeah, I'm I'm loving the confidence. Yes, okay, one or two issues. <laughs> Victor, the the feeling in the camp. You know, there'll be a lot of Nigerians that will listen or watch this podcast. Give us a flavour for the camaraderie. Are you a close knit bunch? Do you all get on well? Of course, of course. That's one thing with we Nigerians when we're in the national team. The bond is is there because most of us knew each other before coming to Europe. So the bond the bond is top. It's a really unfair question. This. But African Cup of Nations glory with Nigeria or a Bundesliga title with Bayer Leverkusen. <laughs> oh, don't put him in this spot there. <laughs> You're going to win both. You're going to win both. Yeah, there. Hopefully both. Hopefully both. I'm sure it will be both. both. If you continue hopefully the way both. that you're, you're playing. Of course he of, can do both. I did both. You did both? I did yeah, both. Yeah. And you I still did didn't win African Bloody Plate of the Year. Exactly. <laughs> something that Victor might do if he wins the Bundesliga yeah. and the African Cup of Nations. And then it's back to life in Germany. And then it's hopefully, as you say, you're in the Europa League unbeaten there. I mean, you haven't lost a game yeah. with Leverkusen. That's unbelievable. That's unbelievable. Unbelievable. I looked at the record, the stats today. It's unbelievable what you guys are doing. Unbelievable. And and every weekend you look at it, you think, okay, this is the weekend. But you guys keep putting putting up some good performances and you, you know, and just still playing the way you play yeah. and scoring goals, free-flowing uh, football. And and the pressure now is on Bayern. I mean, if yeah. you guys keep winning, the pressure will be on Bayern. And and you know, I I really think long may it continues. I, I hope we can see a new um, a new team winning uh, you know win the Bundesliga but not in the Premier League <laughs> and you know on that front then you know again looking ahead to the rest of the season Victor you know have you discussed and, and this might sound like a really silly question John's going to shoot me a bad look with this but you know a defeat will surely come have you discussed when it does come how you make sure to, to get back and, and keep momentum I'm always intrigued. No, by no, that. no. We haven't. <laughs> you don't know when it's going to come, but you also just to when every game you play, just give hundred percent, then we see what happens. You don't know when they lose. Of course, some players say we're gonna lose for sure, but but when we play, we're like not this game, not this one. Yeah, so yeah. Keep, that's a mentality. Yeah, so, that's a mentality. Yeah. That's a mentality. We it happened. We, yeah, we, yeah. Arsenal did it. Invincibles. Yeah. Why not? You guys can do it. Before game, we might say. Some group of friends, yeah, I think this game. But when we're on the page, it's like, not today. Yeah. Not today, not today. So African Cup of Nations with Nigeria in February. Bundesliga title, May and Bayer Leverkusen. Xabi becomes Real Madrid boss. And you're at the Bernabeu <laughs> in August because Real Madrid's new number nine. Is that, the, yeah. is that the career trajectory that you're looking at here, Victor? What a, what a big dream. <laughs> it's a dream. Well, listen... It's been a real, it's been awesome to have you on the podcast. It really has. You know, when John mentioned Thanks that you said yes to us, I was excited because I'm a huge fan. There's a lot of people out there who are big fans. We Thanks had Jose Mourinho on the podcast in episode seven. Yeah. He is the special one. And not to embarrass this boy too much, but he's a special one as well. He's he a is. big talent in world yeah. football. He is, he is. He will, yeah, yeah, definitely will become one. Definitely. I, I think, Thanks obviously, like I said, there's so much room for him to improve. But like I said, I, I, you know, I watched him and I, I you know, I, I love to see strikers who are not just 
who are also technically very good and he's got that and um, when you have all that as a package he's still young he's 23 years old he has so much room to improve another two three years uh, polished with the right coach where he's playing um, you know uh, I, I think this guy will be your limit really thanks a lot I appreciate it touched on it Victor there was nowhere to party in the northeast of Norway you turned 23 I think it was five days ago from the time of uh, uh, recording this podcast so what was the party like for your 23rd birthday I was with my grandmother flying from from Germany to Nigeria you were with <laughs> grandmother yeah yeah we came in, we're coming from Germany what I a didn't man celebrate. <laughs> I didn't you've got too much work to do that's why <laughs> no, because we uh, we finished the last game, I think on the twenty on the twenty on the twenty um, first. Then we fly from Germany on twenty third. So it was on the flight. On the flight, there we are, a humble boy down to the yeah. last. Victor Boniface, thank you so much. Good luck at Thanks the African Cup of Nations, and good luck for Thanks the rest of the season. This is Mikel B, former Super Eagles and Chelsea midfielder, urging you all to sign up with Betwinner. Betwinner is a platform that offers sports betting, casino and games. Also, you stand a chance in getting up to 200% bonus on registration. Remember to bet responsibly. Victor Boniface on the podcast, episode 8, the Obi-Wan podcast made possible by Betwinner. John, you continue to knock it out the park. you got friends in high places. <laughs> what a lovely young man he is. Yeah, what a lovely guy. I mean, spoke really well oh. and, you know, gave us a, a lot a lot of insight of, you know, his life and what's happened and, you know, his career. is. You know, it's amazing to see that. Uh, that's why sometimes when you speak about family, we 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 really don't know what these young players go through, especially you know when they come from Africa. You you see where you leave your family and you come over to a, a, a whole totally country, new uh, experience for you, and then you lose your mom in the middle of that. I mean that's uh, that's crazy. And then people see him, they're like, "What's happening to him?" They 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 don't know this you know yeah. he's going through so much that's why when you don't talk about things when people don't open up you don't know what's happening so you open up we talk about things and you know you learn about people the other thing that amazes me and I wasn't aware of this in actual fact he's 23 years of age he's had two ACLs ACLs yeah, yeah. I mean that in itself John it's remarkable. You know, it's remarkable. That, I mean, when he said it, I remember my, you know, a certain teammate, Michael Asin, who suffered similar thing, was always injured. Was and same was always ACL. He had on both knees. Um, I think then the doctor said, "Listen, your 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 weight on your ties, your ties are so heavy to carry your your knees can't be able to hold them. That's why you keep having them." Uh, because when you look at Michael, his, his ties are this massive, massive. But then when you look at his knees, and knees are that tiny. And then it made sense what the doctor said because he kept having a recurrence of same injury. And then until he started to lose the upper body to be able to give his knees uh, rest. a rest, a freedom to be able to move. And, yeah. uh, and then it started to work out bet, much better for him. But then, yeah, Michael suffered. It's so sad when you see players go through those injuries because it's an injury that keeps you uh, out of the game for like six, Any seven worries? months. Should we be worried about that? And obviously we don't know his injury history. We know he's had two ACLs. He's still a young man. But two ACLs. Two ACLs, yeah, at the age of 23. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's something he needs to obviously probably look at, you know, food, yeah. food uh, related, diet. And and, and, and and when you see a team, a team like Bayer Lucas Kusen now, 
football clubs look into that and they help the players as well. Even when the players are needed, they help them to to make sure they look after themselves properly. Well, what an absolute gem he was, Victor Boniface. Remember the name. I know an awful lot of people are already aware of him. Yeah, yeah. His breakout yeah. has been this season, Bundesliga Rookie of the Month for August, September, Four October, times. Yeah. November. Four times. So he's doing something right. Yeah, he's doing something right. And you really. love him because you said it to him. It's not just the goals. He's getting a It's all around, well. all around, all around game. Yeah, all around game. He's, he's, he's a, he's a, uh, I think I'll be surprised if he stays another season after after this season. Unlike you, and I'll you be surprised, it, John. You watch the game, you know yeah, it. Yeah. He would be perfect. He Shall will be Alonso's way of playing. Yeah, not too dissimilar to dare I say it, Mikel Arteta. Yeah, Gabriel Jesus has got his injury problems. Eddie and Ketia, yep. in my opinion, not quite at the standard. Exactly. I'm putting. I'm doing your job. <laughs> I'm becoming a Scottish John Shitu. Twenty twenty percent each. Uh, I'll definitely take that. I can retire off the back of that. He'd be great in the Premier League. Oh, he'd be Amazing great. to say, hear him say, not a fan. Uh, pff, yeah, I mean, obviously we all kind of say that, um, but then when the Premier League calls, <laughs> it is the Premier League. So yeah, you pick up the phone. So uh, I, I, you know, I give him. You know, I, I I don't know what his next move is going to be, but you know, uh, uh, if 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 he wants to if he wants to play proper proper football and test himself at the highest highest level, uh, and, and there's no better place than the Premier League. Uh, no disrespect to the Spanish league or the Italian league, but the physicality, the the, the pace of the game, the 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 emotion of the game, it's you know it's the Premier League. So that's where you you, you come you come to the Premier League to 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 enjoy and 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 live. The, the the game and I hope he comes to the Premier League right then maybe just maybe next season Victor yep. O Chelsea number 9 Victor <laughs> Arsenal's number 9 we wait to see with interest on that but listen John uh, episode 8 done and dusted yep. well done and snaring Victor I know you are literally the John Shitu of the podcast world <laughs> that phone of yours never stops you're trying mate trying 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 people <laughs> gonna stay tuned for what we've got upcoming but it's always a pleasure John thank you so much yep. great festive period you've enjoyed it I have I have it's been amazing um, yeah it's been it's been great isn't it it's been you know nice yeah, yeah, just, just chill yeah and the sunshine you know it doesn't feel a bit more like you know like, like it is you know back in the UK uh, with, you know with the rainy day the grey the, 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 it rains in five minutes it's, it's great, you know it, the whole thing that's what makes the Christmas you know uh, and, and, and and you know here you don't get that but yeah you know, we, we can't complain Let we can't complain before we finish up on this episode do you miss festive football boxing oh team? yes yes do oh yes it? I used to love it used to love it Did one you? of my favourite times of the year and, and on, during the calendar year of the season was was the festive year. I loved it because the games comes thick and fast. So if you make a mistake, if you have a shit game <laughs> yesterday, yeah, you, you have two days to make, <laughs> to make sure you make up for it. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's perfect. It's really good for you know for the players. I hate when I see managers or players complain about it. The loads of the too many games and all that. This is the Premier League. We have to enjoy it. That's what makes it special. That's what makes it different from every other league. We play during the festive season. There's no excuses. You have to get on with it. Yeah, you lucky buggers. Being able to play football for a living over the festive period. Uh, that is episode eight of the OB1 podcast, made possible, of course, by Betwinner. A big shout out to our sponsors. We'll be back with another episode. I appreciate following up from the special one was difficult, but that boy is special. special. He's got a big future yeah, yeah. in the game. Victor Boniface, remember the name. Podcast Network.